Hey everybody, it's Stuart Thompson. I wanted to direct you to some things that I would like you to listen to in addition to this great podcast. I have a fantastic album out called Dandy Man that I made with Radland Records. It is my first comedy album and I'd love for you to listen to it. It's available wherever you download your comedy. Pandora, Apple, Spotify, Tidal, you name it, it's there. I'd also like you to listen to Luke on Bill Burr Presents The Ringers. It's available at those same places wherever you stream and download your comedy. Pandora, Amazon, Apple, you name it, you can find him there. He's got a great set on that collection of comedy. So listen to my album Dandy Man with Radland Records and Luke on Bill Burr Presents The Ringers. Thanks for listening to those things and thank you for listening to this episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Late Night Podcast with Stuart and Luke. I'm Stuart Thompson. I'm not. That is Luke Schwartz. We got a very fun conversation coming to your way with Latif Tayor. He is a very funny comedian and producer here in Los Angeles. And um, that's just true. A, he's a good dude. We're, uh, we're excited for you to hear about him. Uh, if you don't know him, now you know. And <laughs> <laughs> you're very hip hop today. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's you're, it's good energy. Um, tell them where they can follow us. Yeah, you can bitch. follow us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you can follow us at the L Eight Night Show, the Late Night Show, Night Show on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at yeah. Stuart B Thompson on all the socials. That's yeah. where you can follow me. Uh, got shows coming up. Um, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, I'm at the Ha Ha Comedy Club tomorrow night, July first. Whoa! Um, How'd you get that? Anyway, uh. <laughs> it's that's in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll be at the Alameda Comedy Club at the end of the of July. That's right. That's still coming up. Still coming up, 23rd and 24th. I'm going to keep plugging it. Uh, I'm also going to be at Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, folks. Very nice. August 4th, I, 13th and 14th. Get that's, it. That's that's so nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's but okay. I, I had I had some gigs in the past I, in, in Huntington <laughs> Beach, and I, and I actually I just crushed them. I feel oh, like nice. I've turned a little bit of a corner. It's very exciting. Um, I will be in San Diego on tomorrow, if you're listening to it today, on Thursday, July 1st, at the Second Chance Brewing Company with Keith yeah. Soul. How did I get that gig? And then <laughs> uh, you, can, uh, you can follow me online. I swear to God, you can. Yeah, and go listen to Luke's other podcasts, Good Friends, Bad People. You yeah. want more Luke and less of me. We're putting people in their place. We're really <laughs> dropping names over on that one. It's really, it's, it's worrisome, but exciting. Are you you getting yourselves canceled over there? Not canceled so Something much I as blackballed. Be concerned about <laughs> blackball. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. not not canceled, but you oh, know, good. just who knows if we'll be bookable ever. Oh, cool! Uh, <laughs> it's really good. It's like we're already not getting booked. Why not dig our grave? So listen to that if you care about the L.A. comedy scene at all. <laughs> okay. I see. Uh, I see. Stuart, I, uh, what's been going on with your cat? I I'm sorry, I missed I missed seeing her. Yeah, they, we um, Danny Jessica's great. You know, she uh, I had some people over at my place, uh, and more than like one person for the first time in a while, and 
uh, you know, Luke was invited and he uh, respectfully declined. And, uh, <laughs> I, it slipped my mind. I felt really bad because Stuart is really a good guy and brought my parents like cookies during the pandemic. And yet I couldn't make his housewarming party. What an <laughs> asshole. I'm so sorry. Well, on, honestly, it'll probably better be better if you come by, you know, just like, you know, you and Kate or just you. Because, like, that's kind of how I prefer to interact with people anyway. Yeah. I was super nervous about having like hosting a party because growing up host having guests over was just not it was it was never fun right it was always an excuse for my parents to tell my brother and me to clean our rooms even though no one was going to go in those rooms ever and it was like you know everyone had to be like dressed a certain way and yeah. like like nicely and it was the house would always just go into defcon 5 did your parents before. have fun during the party do you think I think they had, I don't know about my dad. I think my mom had as much fun as she could have. Okay. Um, but that's, it's just like how, that's how she likes to operate. You right. know, like she likes to be like high strung and then like, you know, and then be extroverted around these people that are her friends. So, she likes hosting. Yeah. She likes hosting. She, in that yeah. sort of like, you know. I'm a very laissez faire host and Kate is a very good, attentive host. Yeah. And my hot ass wife. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to figure out who, what type of host I would like to be. And, you know, I managed to find a way that worked for me for the amount of people that came over. And it's, it wasn't a huge party. It was like less than 10 people. Wonderful. But, yeah. But that's kind but of my in limit. A, in a one bedroom, it's, it's tight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of what I'm willing to handle. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, I like, I prefer to, you know, it's kind of why I like podcasting. I like talking to people in more of a one-on-one mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck, right? Right. And <laughs> so it, it ended up going well, and we'll have you over another time. Yeah, um, I'm sorry about that. It, I'm a bad... I'm nah, it all... Uh, you're a good friend and you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I was going for, and I stumbled over my own friggin' thing. Uh, well, what the fuckers, I'm sorry to Stuart, and please enjoy this interview with Latif Tayor. Enjoy, you guys. Welcome back. We are very excited to talk to a comedian here in our Southern California midst. He's an enterprising individual. It's Latif Tayor. How are you, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Did I say that right? Did I say, is it Tayor? Uh, Tayor. Tayor. But you're pretty damn me. close. And welcome to my podcast. Hi, Latif. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times people will just like, even with my name, they'll just like, it's too much for them. And then they'll introduce me just with a name that they prefer like you know whatever steve thomas or whatever (laughs) yeah sometimes they even include the or whatever uh right right or whatever that's the best what what are some famous butchers of your name latif come on let's hear them oh i mean i don't think i can beat latit that was amazing (laughs) latit yeah but it's given me a great thing to reference so i kind of owe that person a little uh little nugget yeah, you're uh, you're now a famous burlesque dancer. That's, Obviously, uh, <laughs> my goal, right? <laughs> yeah, those long gloves—they, I mean, they just do it for me. You know, 
<laughs> if I love you can a long take glove. them off one finger at a time and take and you know most of the song doing that, that's really sexy. <laughs> You've been watching black and white movies in your time off. Just Betty Boop, yeah. Oh, Betty Boop, <laughs> yeah. good ref. Yeah, good more like Betty ref. Boobs, you know, because she's got them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I feel uh, like you're very close to me because I live not too far from that Universal lot there. Oh yes, the Minion background. The Minion, I, yeah. I'm very Hollywood, but you know, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah but it's appropriate. You're like Hollywood, but like you're technically the on the freeway right now. Yeah, the Hollywood freeway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very Hollywood yeah, the- freeway. Yeah, yeah. The real estate is um, subprime there. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. um, so uh, Latif. I I think I came across you um, at the comedy store, and you uh, I had I had not seen you uh, before, and it felt like everyone knew you quite well. And it was one of those things where, like, maybe this person has been here longer in the comedy scene than I've realized. Um, when did you come to L.A.? I came to L.A. in 2006. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I've been here for a while. I'm originally Canadian, but I okay. moved here from New York. Okay. I like it. It's home. 2006. Damn. That's when I LA graduated is... high school. Yeah. I wish I could have been there. You, you, you <laughs> might have been. You might, yeah. you might have moved in and then just yeah. seen me graduate. Yeah. I, I do follow your career closely. I did want to watch your ringers. Can you tell me how to watch it? Like, I googled it i couldn't find it you can find it on uh you can't watch it but the album is on like apple music or spotify or oh whatever. that'll work yeah and, i know what you and, look yeah. like yeah yeah you can yeah you can uh it sucks uh, listen to all the tracks of uh, the comics <laughs> sets uh luke yeah luke on our show uh, famously disses his own set um uh, i'm better than that <laughs> <laughs> is that just like a thing because you're self-deprecating uh, or you just don't like it uh i we don't have to rehash it it. I, oh has this been like podcast uh, we've just talked and talked about it and i need <laughs> to right. get over it i'm i'm a i i bet my listeners my what the fuckers out there they're sick of hearing me talk about it and it's just it just didn't come I, out how i wanted you I just do you think remind- that's like par for the course with something recorded that it's never gonna be like that I feel a lot of people it, have that reaction, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think it, de- oh, sorry, I, I think it I, depends on how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, I came from the music world, so like albums, like if you didn't have a release date, you would edit it and change things till the end, till like mm-hmm. the last day. So, and you and you always listen back. You're like, oh, I could have done this better. That doesn't never sounded quite right. So, I'd imagine that's the same thing. Yeah, I, I had some similar thoughts about the album that I put out uh, last year, and there was. You know, plenty of uh, stuff that, you know, I guess could have gone better. But, like, considering I only had, you know, one show to do it and record it, that was, like... The oh, the one could, show, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't have the luxury of, like, multiple shows to, like, cut and paste from. It's like, let's just get this down. And right. And it, it ended up being solid, and I think it's going... You know, I think when people get to listen to it, you know, it's any of those recordings are just a moment in time. And so, you know, hopefully you keep on building those up over time and people get to see the whole swath of, um, what, you of know, Stuart. Yeah, exactly. Or Stuart or Luke or Latif or whomever. Yeah, just Stuart. Like, yeah. <laughs> Latif, you said you came from music. What did you do in music? I was an engineer, producer, mixer, composer. Mm. I kind of was uh, like a jack of... Sweet. 
You oh, got a thanks. sweet like mic that came down. You moved your camera very professionally from like just by a click of the mouse. You've got this big speaker on the side. Are you like yeah. a tech guy? You're an engineer. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I was yeah. a tech guy. That's what brought me to LA originally. Um, so I know my way around audio and I picked up, as we all have had to do to make clips and stuff, I've picked up Premiere and I'm doing my own mm -hmm. video editing and clipping. And so that world was a little bit new, but the audio side I knew quite well. And so, yeah, there's one speaker here. This is actually the speaker that's like you'll see in every recording studio yeah. ever. It's a Yamaha NS10. So they're yeah. not expensive. They're just like the reference speaker. So if you listen to something on that speaker, you kind of know. And it sounds good there. It'll usually sound good everywhere. Oh, okay. Duly noted. What is your greatest pet peeve when it comes to sound quality or sa or things that you hear that people, people put out eating on mic or whatever Dude, i mean like I, you took the words out of my mouth right now it's the biggest pet peeve <laughs> is someone like i've been inside like by myself for a year during covid so anytime someone's <laughs> eating or drinking a coffee i had a guy sitting next to me at a cafe he was like sighing and then taking a sip of his coffee and then like almost <laughs> on beat and i was like i was gonna kill him i was like i gotta move tables and i think he thought i was rude and i was but it was too much you're you're, ta you're taking care of you know the discomfort Oh yeah, or at shows when the I've fixed the sound at so many shows. Like, oh, I'm sure when I start. I was in Austin. <laughs> thank, I was doing a show, service. and I'm like, "This is all going bad." I'm like, "Can I?" I asked the producer. I'm like, "Can I just go sort that out for you real quick?" He's like, "Go ahead." Yeah, and uh, it made everyone's life better. Yeah. So when you hear, what did you hear that was the problem? Like, can you hear what's going? Like the distortion or the 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 thing that's wrong, and like identify. Oh, that I need to do this. I mean, it wasn't, uh, these aren't like uh, so technical things. I'm sure you guys could pick up on them just being comedians and being in the room. It's like the bass was, something was up with the bass. It was all mm -hmm. muffled. There was no top end. Well, and yeah, they had had a music I mean, venue before. I'm all about the bass. I, no trouble. You know what I mean? No tr right. That's, yeah. It, yeah, it was whoever that girl's song was basically. Ha Who was that? Megan Trainer? Is that I think right? It was Megan yeah. Trouble. Yeah. Megan yeah, Trouble. Yeah. And I just turned down the bass. I was like, that was as simple as that and leveled it out. So it's not rocket science, but it's like, right. you just got to be comfortable and to do it. Yeah. I feel like I can sometimes hear that something is off and something is going to make the show worse, but I don't know how to fix it. Like I, I, I and if I were to just go to the soundboard and like play around with it, I wouldn't be able to do it in like a couple seconds to just like get it going again yeah and look and i i don't like i don't like doing it it takes everything <laughs> in me to like not do it but there's a certain point where i'm like i just want to make I, I like making sure everyone's night is going better and sure. unfortunately on that show there was one person who like there was a clear delineation of like before the sound got fixed and after and, and in terms uh -huh. of how well yeah. people did sure. of course yeah no it yeah, the audience feels more part of it when they can hear what someone is saying yeah. clearly. Um, have you always had a keen ear for sound? I think so. I mean, I wasn't uh, the best musician or anything. I played the viola in like elementary school. And so by the time I wanted to produce, I got into like hip hop music. And I was like, oh, what's I learned about like beat machines and stuff and right. NPCs? I was like, I want to learn about that. So I came at it from the technical side. And I knew okay. enough about the music to like get my way through it and be, and like pitch. And I could. I worked a lot with singers, so I'd be like, hey, do it again one more time. You're flat, you're sharp. And that's a lot of what it is. Like, 
yeah. going to a recording studio, it's never sexy. It's never like what they show on TV. It's some guy on the keyboard being like, let's try one more time. Let's Everyone's try one more time. Everyone's doing blow. Everyone's like no, yelling. No, blow. And, and never like, seen and just, it. <laughs> yeah. And just really rocking out hard. And like maybe there's, you know, girls or guys hanging out. <laughs> never. Yeah, it's that's like, amazing. yeah. It's it like basically, like it's like video musician, editing. One, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done a voiceover thing before and it's usually in at the time it was just like me sex. and like that's two all pe- sex two, and cocaine yeah, two people outside <laughs> yeah of the little you know person-shaped booth that i was in yeah and they're just like hey can you do it again and it's like and it's like all right i think we all right we'll see you later yeah <laughs> a, little, a little more energy can you try do you yeah. have anything else yeah we were doing yeah, adr yeah. where it's like bip 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 to picture or you were just i, I was uh dubbing a cartoon into Spanish. So mm. I was playing two of the characters and they were translating it. So they just kept having me read and like, mm-hmm. can you, like, can you sound deeper? It was like, Oh, okay. Hablamos español. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, let's take it higher. And it's like, all right, can you do it faster? Yeah. So it'll they fit. They always ask me to black it up and I'm like, guys, that's inappropriate. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this anymore. I like how you just totally surprised me with your Spanish. Oh, thanks. Que sorpresa. Yeah. I, yeah why not? <laughs> Yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We Luke and I both grew up in California. It's we're both kind of friggin' cultured, bro. <laughs> it, it, and we all do you know and enough. And we do cocaine. Yeah, cocaine, Spanish. No. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a wild life. Do you yeah. um, like speak Spanish like well enough to like like fluently like read write the whole thing? Yeah, I. I no, he doesn't. I'm, He's lying. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I'm not doing comedy, I'm tutoring kids and when i one of the things i tutor is spanish nice. you guys have so, been together for a long time you speak for each other that's a key sign i don't speak yeah. for him i do speak for him though <laughs> and yeah, Stuart, shut up. <laughs> yeah i remember when we used to live together um <laughs> luke would come home uh and just be like i love you you bitch <laughs> like <laughs> and that's yeah that's what we bring to the show yeah that's true <laughs> I love telling, yeah, I love telling Stuart to just shut up, just shut up, Stuart. Um, that's amazing that you um, have this technical knowledge because I feel like so many comedians uh, and artists come into this world just having a passion for wanting to tell the jokes or sing the songs or play the tunes, and then they, mm-hmm. when it comes to wanting to like the technical broadcast, side. yeah, broadcast their work. You know, you got to know some things unless you have a bucket of money to just like pay people to do right. it for you. It's and handy uh, to have. Um, it's also, it can be limiting. I look at people who don't know how to do it and sometimes I envy them. I'm like, it must be so nice to just walk away from it and just be like, that's <laughs> not my, someone else does that. But I don't think that's the way. Like every, I was talking to Moses Storm about it, and he's like, "Dude, I do everything." He's like, "I do my own clips, I do record it," and it's like that's kind of how you have to be because you, by the time you send it to somebody else and something happens, and then yeah, like you said, money. It's it doesn't make a lot of sense. And you're what happened to music is happening to comedy and music. To reach a certain point where you couldn't make it unless you did everything because it just wasn't cost feasible. And now as a comedian, it's like you kind of need to be able to do all those things. Well, we're already asked to do all those things because we're writing, producing, directing, and performing our material. And then it comes to the technical side. And now, you know, the way you kind of get big is to, you know, put your, put your clips out online and, you know, make sure it has the the subtitles and the, yeah. and it, you know, it's gotta be, you know, a certain length of time. Otherwise people lose interest. And, um, 
I'm I just bring the funny. That's what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean, dog? I just yeah. bring all the funny. It's you gotta a, bring it. But like even reels, like Instagram reels is like the most popular mm-hmm. one now. And it's like you gotta cram that into 30 seconds. Like that's yeah. like a so where are you guys from tonight? And it's like, all right, that's it. That's the clip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is the work. best way, way to see stand-up comedy. I think they should bring back Vine and just do comedy for that. That that was really good. How long was Vine? It was six seconds. Yeah, and that's oh, how long wow. it lasted, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they sold it to Twitter, and Twitter basically closed it. And then Snapchat's like, we got this, and turned it up. And yeah, now it's, it's all about uh, Fortnite. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) do you put a, do you put a lot of thought into like, you know, how you want to present your comedy as like the, the digital. Oh yeah, totally. um, I'm talking to our guest Luke, Mm. uh, as like, as the, you know, the digital platforms kind of, you know, dictate the terms of how, you know, stuff can be put out. Oh yeah, totally. Do you, Latif, do you find yourself putting your (laughs) comedy into those spaces and trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this? work with it in maybe this? i should but like what i've been doing now <laughs> at the uh the, at the weekly show latif and friends at mm-hmm. the nightcap i've just been using that to be like all right i'll watch all of my sets now which in itself is helpful but i'll try mm-hmm. to find like a few uh like a 30 second crowd work bit that works mm-hmm. and then clip that so that's about as far as i've let the tools kind of engineer what i'm doing and i yeah. i think it's helpful i've it helps gaining followers and traction. And then I'm also not burning material. So yeah, yeah a, a little bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, in those crowd work moments are very of the moment. They, you know, it's hard to, hard to repeat them. Uh, yeah. Be accused you of stealing probably, probably, right. probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ask people where they're from. That's my bit actually. You know, I was the first guy to do that. <laughs> yeah. There are like certain crowd work, yeah, like where are you from? You guys dating? All the yeah. Hey, you guys from? Where are you dating? Yeah, mm. I, you know I like yeah. to turn it on <laughs> his ear. That's the remix. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw in something heavy. What do you believe in? <laughs> do you oh believe yeah, in you God. Should... Where do we go after we die? Right, you, sir, <laughs> with the stupid shirt. <laughs> Just do God and taxes comedy. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lose the whole <laughs> you audience. Wore shorts to a show. How yeah. much do you make? That's uh, good. That's good. What's your social? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Like, where I, are you from? What do you think about the Israel-Palestine conflict? No, no, no. Please answer. <laughs> and where are you from? Okay. And what do you yeah. think we should do about Israel-Palestine? I saw someone in the audience try to uh, steer the comedian down that path, and they expertly went, were able to get them out of it. Like, someone really wanted to steer a conversation into that, and I thought okay. that was a good yeah. pro move to, like, not get sucked into that. They didn't settle yeah. on the joke. They didn't occupy it. They, they let it go. <laughs> oh shit! You should have been there. Yeah, yeah. I should have. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. thanks for coming by the show on Wednesday. Hey, I love and networking hang. and hanging out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it seems like that's your mo. You're a big network guy. I'm You're on LinkedIn. I'm a green you have comedy room on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a GRK baby. I was having a great time in the green room. What's you a know, GRK? A green room killer. Come on. I mean, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just, that's my natural habitat. It's not mine. Like if everyone's talking in the green room, like I just, I'm like, I don't need to talk also. Oh, if, if someone's talking, they're not listening to me and that's not right. <laughs> not acceptable. We got to fix that. Yeah. yeah you, 
I, Latif, you sound uh, like just someone who's comfortable with <laughs> yourself and is like, I'll, I'll get in when I when I need to. Yeah, I just feel like also I I like listening to I like listening too. So if people are trying to be the funniest in the group, I'm like, you go, that's fine. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I'll chime <laughs> in if I have something to say, but not speaking just for the sake of speaking. Kind of like a corporate conference call when like everyone feels they have to talk. It's like I don't need to talk. I don't. Want, I'm not getting fired over this. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes uh, at. I know, guess those... what I do is pathetic. You're right, Latif. Thanks for saying it. So <laughs> no, I think bluntly. On it, if I'm being 100% honest, I would love to be able to be that guy also. But I just recognize that maybe that's just not my lane. I just like yeah. talking. You know what I mean? I like funning around with the homies. Fun. You got a lot of sayings. Yeah. Yeah. Some guys get it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> How do you guys feel about comedy at the store and everything? You guys, you guys uh, happy to be so home? Funny, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I got to. I got to. You need a book of quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually make a coffee table. Podcast is my living eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> you actually yeah, we'll just... only speak in sound bites. You, I don't know if you're actually here. I think Stuart just has like a trigger board of samples. <laughs> yeah, we just we play Luke's movements on a loop, and yeah. uh, so it seems like the Zoom call is. <laughs> Engaging and yeah, for real, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I got, got my own little animatronic Luke, Luke loop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe you can help me with the loop machine so that it uh, looks more convincing. I caught uh, a bit of Ferris Bueller's Day Off on the plane mm-hmm. uh, yeah. recently. First time you At ever first, saw it. No, but oh. <laughs> a mate has a huge sequence that I totally forgot about in the bedroom where he's like pressing the sampler and playing his voice. Yeah. And it was from yeah. the 80s. I was like, damn, he really, on like floppy disks, he had like his cough and this. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, it's a... Uh... He had to work hard for that, but he was a mischief maker, you know? But like, if only he directed that energy towards school, he wouldn't have wrecked that car. He had like $100,000 in 1980 of stuff in his room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was insane. He was on the yeah, forefront was... of all technology. It was like Bill Gates's garage in there. Yeah. 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 I mean, he had a, he had a computer and like, I don't. And internet, I guess a computer that could connect to other computers. Yeah. It was. What a time. <laughs> of, yeah. He, he might, I'm surprised it wasn't the size of the room. Like those like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cold war. Like a Univac or something with mm-hmm. like yeah. car- cards, he's, you know. Yeah. Something meant to fight the Russians with. Yeah. Which he and... did in the next movie. He like hacked a <laughs> nuclear thing or something. Right. Yeah. In uh, war games. War games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ferris it's Bueller 2. War games. <laughs> Electric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned Ferris Bueller because that is one of the first comedy movies I saw that was clearly not meant for kids. But I watched it with my parents. They had gotten like a bunch of uh, VHSs and I... I saw my parents laughing at this movie hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is, this is important. Like this, this magic right here is important. And I, and I want to harness this somehow. I caught it on TV and yeah, it's definitely one of those movies you're like, it kind of like ages, if you're young enough, it like kind of teaches you a little bit about the kids older than you and what they're doing. Yeah, stealing totally. Ferraris, you know, running mm-hmm. around Chicago like we all do or did and have wanted Pretending to do. Pretending to be a king of sausage and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the king of sausage. a parade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're just on your phone. You don't need to do it. Fun is on your phone is what right. the world and, is but, now. So Cameron was really sick, but then he just, like, sucked it up and, like, went out with him. 
Like he, he was he really was... sick actually, but then like halfway through the movie, he's just sitting in the car fine. And why would you let Ferris drive? I don't know. It's very weird. It's yeah, very he, he was weird. a convincing guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, yeah, bad dude, real bully. <laughs> yeah, he kind of was a bully. Yeah, he was a he was a party pooper, you know, and he just no he no no. Radiate uh, his life. Ferris was a bully. Oh, Ferris was a bully. Yeah, like uh, a charming yeah, bully. Yeah. Yeah. He made all those kids all like check behind. in on him with the, the payphone. They're like, "Look, Ferris yeah. is on the phone," and everyone's like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" Yeah. Yeah, he's this weird sort of. Uh... He's obsessed with himself. I mean, who does that? But I am really funny in the green room, Latif. Actually, so if you could not be so mean to me next time. No, I think great. you are super funny. Uh, I, I enjoyed spending time with you in there, and I let you shine, which is really the point of everything. Yeah, you're yeah. you're a good friend. You're my best friend. Thank you. You're my dad. thank you. So, uh, Latif, you mentioned that all the fun is on the phones. You and you also mentioned before we started recording that you have kids. Um, yeah. How are your kids at the age where they are using phones? Like the oh no, they're younger than they're much younger than phone age. Yeah. Okay. I can't. I mean, I don't look forward to the time when they have phones. I think it's going to be strange. Phone, is your phone older than your kid? No. Okay. That's a. Is that like a? I mean, I was just asking. You know, it's yeah. just interesting to have like stuff older than your kid. I mean, yeah, I don't know. N- maybe not. Maybe I would just, you know, I'm rambling, but <laughs> yeah. As someone who works with kids of varying ages, I'm curious how. Not uh, all the same age? No, not all the same age. How, Latif, how do you, uh, have you in, like, is the. T- the fun for your kids on like the technological devices, like are they kind of like hooked on the stuff already? How do you introduce them to that stuff? It's hard to balance it, especially now when it's so hot. Like you, LA gets to the point where it's like you can't really play a lot outside during the day. So like today, look, we watched a couple shows. We played yeah. a little video games together, but it was we played these like Lego video games that are on PlayStation, and we can all play. Sure. And it's like it's kind of harmless and fun and. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't look. I I don't know if that's the best thing to do, but you're raising it's... some gamer gamer nerds, you know, like some real. <laughs> I know, right? But we balance some... it out. We play baseball in the backyard too, oh, so it's great. not all yeah. it's not all screen time. But look, it's something. We have the screen notifications. We know how much time yeah. we're all doing. It's yeah. ba- it's not great for you. Yeah. I just saw Robbie Hoffman. She just did my podcast today, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she came with. The, she has the light phone. Have you seen that? It's like a phone that just has like text and calls and it's black oh, and white. Okay. And then she yeah. leaves and the smartphone at home Wow! and read all over. Damn. And it's, it's nice to like deconnect. At first I thought she was just like an Android user when I got that green bubble, but I was, she's like, Oh no, she's got an iPhone too. This is just targeted disconnect. I'm like, that seems smart. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm, that's very interesting. Cause I am, trying to find ways to be more involved in the world. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts at all. Are you kidding? That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to escape that as much as possible. Give me content. Yeah. I mean, I, I succumb to it all the time. That's why the world is ending, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I, I have a feeling that is a contributor for sure. But I mean, I, I don't want to be on the phone all the time, and yet I am sometimes. Do you and, feel uh, that we're stuck in this like continuous loop of like we make content, we consume content, we make content? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And then it's like <laughs> I start to feel like strange. Yeah, it feels. Uh, I sometimes wonder like where does it end? 
because you know the the pressure for us as uh, performers if we're trying to get our our names out there as we've discussed is like try and put your stuff out there on all these different platforms and i'm sure there's some people who know how to do it in a detached way you know just put it out there and let it ride um but i don't i think most of us don't i can't put it down <laughs> Sometimes I close Twitter and then I, I go, I need to do something else. So I open up Twitter to see what's going on. I go, I just, within yeah. a breath, I've opened and closed the same app three times. It's scary. I was thinking about this and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like before you build up to a release, like I'm releasing this thing and that's what I, my goals are to release a thing on a date. And I think yeah. it's turned into... There's no more release date. It's just you have to be like this stream of content. So it's like yeah. people tune into like your channel. So like right. yeah. Yeah. Stewart's channel, Luke's like it's about tuning mm -hmm. in. So you kind of constantly just need to be churning, whether it's a picture or a clip mm -hmm. or something. Like you just have to be like has to be flow and the flow has to speed mm -hmm. up and speed up and speed up. Yeah. And eventually and you also you also have to get people to engage with it. You, have, you Yeah. You know, the, the it's considered a i don't know if it's a positive thing but you, a metric you know, it's something that yeah it's a metric mm, if yeah. people are commenting and liking and you're responding or like creating a uh you know i do it for my video. fans yeah <laughs> yeah and i um as much as i like doing comedy i don't like interfacing with the public that much i like the i like doing it on stage because there's like this is the the time to, for me to share my thoughts in the way that I would like to share them. And then if people like it, great. And if they don't, all right, back to the drawing board. But I, I come back and I try them again. Yeah. And, uh, but with, you know, Twitter and Instagram, it's just like, you know, you gotta, the, it seems like there's this impetus to share all of you. Yeah. It's hard to figure out where that line is. Like, where do I stop? What's worth sharing? Am I doing yeah. too much? Is it good enough? But like, I think that's the thing. It's like, there is no too much. You just kind of like do it and then hopefully things gain traction. I suppose. Yeah. It I is would like it. It's not ideal. I'm not saying I right. approve or want it, but I feel like that is just the way. Yeah. I would like to yeah. have, I would like to do it authentically. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, I would like it to be authentic um, and be like, no, I, I wanted to put this out there and, and people enjoy it and that's it. But um, it I definitely find myself trying to like avoid, you know, it's like, all right, I'm I'm doing something with friends, but like this is not about putting it out on the Internet. This is just for me. Yeah. And, uh, be present. You got to be a human too. not everything is for content. Stop yeah. taking pictures, everybody. Just live. OK. <laughs> Um, uh, do you go to concerts, Latif? I don't. I've, uh, not many. Like, I have to be, like, a real fan. It has to be, like, yeah. I've mm. seen too much. I know how the sausage is made, you know? Yeah. Did you guys see the movie with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, Star is Born? No. Silver Lining. Oh, no, Star is Born. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I saw it. You missed it? it? Okay. Well, you saw the beginning when he's on stage. Yeah. And they're like yeah. throwing him the guitar and it's messy. And he's like, what's going on? And they're like, that's what really what I, when I see a concert, I see all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, like, do you a... like going to comedy shows? Yeah. No, but you're, sure. you're experiencing it differently. Right. Than... I work them. Yeah. 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 Like at the store, I'm in the background. I can walk out of the showroom. I can do something else. Yeah. I don't like watching it. Yeah. 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 Ran 
Yeah, when I was working there, we were like, you know wrangling comedians and making sure they were like. But I'd rather be doing that than just up. watching the comedy, just because I you know I like sausage, but I I'm not making it. Yeah, I'm sure there are comedians you have that you would want to go see, like you know the ones you yeah. Are, I, the you got know, you. I into. don't know if I would ever. That's not true. Not ever. But like to There's go and just see and watch a show. I don't know. I went and saw yeah. Maria Bamford one time, and that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. But, or you get yeah, invited they, to see Chappelle do, do his new hour or something. Chappelle Lacey has a new hour? Yeah. Chappelle <laughs> Lacey, Ch- Dave yeah. Chappelle. Uh, David LaChapelle. Sh- yeah. David LaChapelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think the only person that I really want to see live that I've never seen live uh, is Mike Birbiglio. Uh, That's, I see. You know what? That's funny. That's the one ticket I bought, and I went and saw him live downtown, and it was great. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's like. But it's that, more than a, stand-up. It's like stand-up plus like a, it's like a one-man yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. It, w- it was very good. Very cool. All yeah. right. Well, that, I'm, I'm still on the train then. To, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're on the right train. And uh, yeah. I loved his, his, the one he did was about kids. And like me and my yeah. wife had, had kids fairly recently. So it was really, it just resonated with us. It was a good date night. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you, Please go ahead. Um, did you guys go to Austin during this whole, uh, no, 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 I, uh, did you? I didn't, I went and visited. It was, it was pretty great. I have to say, wow. but I was there, for, I'm there three days. So I'm getting a very like, boom, boom, boom out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The grid's not going down on you. There, there's no shooting happening. The hail didn't come down on you. I left the day before that. That's unfortunately yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Wild. So you, you went a few months ago then? Uh, it was about a month ago. Yeah. Okay, and um, what? Um, what'd you learn? Yeah, what would you would you find interesting about you know what has been going on in Austin with comedy? Well, it makes sense why it's working there because it has they have so many stages just from their mm-hmm. musicness. Yeah. So a lot of places to perform. Like it felt yeah. like New York ish. Like again, granted, like I'm coming from out of town. I'm there three days, so for me, it's gonna feel like boom, 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 tons of shows. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's if it's gonna feel like that if I lived there, they'd probably be like, right. "All right, you've done this, get out of here or whatever," you know. Like, yeah. we'll see in six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, it's it's a different feeling. But I mean, we have friends who have moved there, and they seem to like yeah. it. Yeah, I've. Yeah. I never thought the pandemic was gonna last long enough that I would need to like leave California. And like I said, Luke and I are both from California, so you know to leave. California for like just oh, a, it's psychotic. It's 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 incorrect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's. I don't mean to sound elitist about living in California, but it, you know, for me, it is better than living <laughs> in a lot of other places. Pretty much visit- the most elitist yeah. thing you could say. Yeah, I mean, I love visiting other places. And what's wrong? But- elite things are better. Everyone wants to be <laughs> elitist, and they I yeah. Know. But I mean, like, I love visiting places, and that's the thing I love about comedy is that I get yeah. to, I get the most out of a town when I go visit and do shows. Whether I'm there for a day or I'm there for like a weekend, I get like three or four days on like the best time of the week, yeah, the weekend uh, to see, you know, El Paso or uh, Kansas City or you know New York or whatever. And but like, if I had to spend all my time there and deal with all the seasons and um, you know, it's, that's, that's something else. And 
I agree the with that. Is, and it's also like, I felt like with LA, it's like, why would you sell LA at the, it's like a stock. The stock, LA was mm-hmm. at the bottom in the middle of pandemic. Don't sell at the bottom, ride it out, ride yeah. it back up. So I was, yeah, I, no, I was with I mean, you, I didn't go anywhere. The, that's what makes the stock goes up by, you know, it get cl- getting cleared out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, clear, and we're yeah. a little bit lighter and everyone's kind of floating again. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was kind of excited for you know people to kind of get redistributed around the country because it did feel like <laughs> That's such a good way to yeah. I mean, it's like it's nothing against any person. You know, everyone has to make that choice for themselves. But it did feel like there was too much, too many people for too few of opportunities in Los Angeles comedy, and I think it. I kept thinking like if some people just left whether it's for, like, you know, political reasons, like, we need more Mm -hmm. people who are liberal-leaning, at least, in those other states. Uh, Like, you know, if you you want to push some blue votes, like, you know... Oh, you think people left to go swing the vote? I wanted people that. Oh, you you did? Okay, I got you. Yeah, it was like, some some of y'all got to (laughs) leave. Yeah. And, uh, And also, you know, some people, I think, would probably benefit from you know, making those smaller scenes better. Yeah. You know, and okay, maybe, maybe it makes the Austin scene better. Everybody. Maybe it makes the the Dallas and Houston scenes better if people went over there or San Antonio or any of the cities that people went to. Do you feel that, like, we comedy. got rid of people, but now there's also less opportunity? And in terms, not in terms of, like, uh, how high you can go or like what the end result is, but I do you see, feel like there's less spots for people here? Not, I see not this, comedy spots, the just like from before the pandemic. I see a lot of like the same lineups, same old faces kind of getting booked. Uh, like it, and we're, and we're seeing a lot of like shows with no people of color on them, even coming from things like the improv or like even little venues. It's very disheartening. And it's just, and like, as much really? space I opened seen up, that. I think it like tightened back up too. Oh man, like club, like there's there's like clubs. Improv is doing some all white shows, and they should not be doing that. It's just wild. Was it? That's interesting because I, I thought. I mean, this is what I've noticed is that I thought shows that since the pandemic have gotten more diverse and more inclusive. I think it's. I think it seems like that, but they really will have the same formula of having one white woman and one black dude on the show and that's like a diverse show when it's not quite that's not it yeah i I feel like the i don't know i I think the diversity is gonna come and i think diversity diversified lineups could be could always be better uh but i think right now we're in a point where like things have just started to open back up and the the opportunities are not quite all there but i think they're gonna keep growing yeah so there's a lot of shows in la right now yeah there's a handful i mean and you know it's a mix of like outdoors and indoors and all that and i think hopefully by you know the fall or the winter once it's not as fun to perform outside there'll be much more shows um you know indoors yeah yeah yeah. feel a little bit more like it was uh pre-pandemic right but but yeah i mean i the you know as far as like spots i mean like I didn't mean necessarily like comedy spots. I meant more like just spots for people in entertainment. Like because yeah, parking spots, exactly. Where you get there's more of those at least. But like in terms of like Hollywood, like there's less things happening in it because of the pandemic. 
Some mm-hmm. people left, but I feel like more of the industry closed down. And that, that part still hasn't fully opened back up. Yeah, I think it's like trying to get an 18-wheeler to start moving. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's going to be very slow, but once it gets moving, it'll be sustainable. Right, right, right. Be chugging along. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I've, on the acting side, I've gotten to do, you know, plenty of auditions. Oh, that's and, great. Um, as much as I would like to do them, like, in a, a casting office in front of a real person face-to-face, <laughs> like... <laughs> I really like not having to leave my place yeah. for for some bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah. And being able to record that stuff, you know, kind of whenever I you don't you're not I sitting can. in a room filled with a bunch of you, you know, like like the old time and the traffic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was just you're like all driving the go, same car. You know? Yeah, ha- yeah. Having to go to what always felt like the furthest location from where I had to be that day is like, all right, I got these errands I got to do in Glendale. It's like, you got an audition in Santa Monica mm. at yeah, 4 yeah. p.m. Ugh. Also, fuck you. <laughs> uh, and it, and it's, 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 it's nothing against... What a business. Anyone, what a anyone who's helping that stuff make happen, whether it's, you know, the people who send me the notice or the people, want, you know, looking for the role or, you know, that's just how it is. But I'm... I'm grateful that I can do more stuff uh, from home. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys going to start can... doing the pod together in the same room? We haven't even Maybe. talked about it, really. Yeah, we've been kind of doing this for a while. and It's very uh, convenient. It is mad convenient, and um, I don't... Mad convenient. Yeah, if I, I, I think yeah, if I, I can... like how you used mad. It's mad convenient. Very New yeah. York of Stewart out of yeah. nowhere. What can I say? I'm a, a man of man of all people. Beast Coast, uh, Stuart. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the I do like not having to leave places. Right. And I do like seeing Luke, but if we can do this and make it work, then I'm I kinda like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I, I'll have right. you guys on my pod and you guys can you're gonna have to drive out here because it's uh it's fun in person too. Yeah, that's true. Sure. It, it is I I do I, I got to have some people over at my place. Uh, for the first time in a long time, and it was like, it was really nice to like see people face to face. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I've been eating in restaurants. It's crazy. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Food's yeah. coming to you, like yeah. But I feel like we all snap back pretty quick. We're all back, and things are open, and yeah, it feels like we're. I, I feel like some people snap back too quickly, but yes, and I feel like there's a lot of people like non-vaccinated still like like weirds me out, and I still like the masks in some instances. But I'm getting a lot of shade for even thinking of wearing it sometimes. But, yeah. But I, I have a very smart friend who works at like a very high, like, like high level and is, has degrees and degrees. And she's like, it's just as anti-science to wear a mask now that you've been vaccinated as it is to not wear a mask and not be vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like to be anti-vax is the same as wearing a mask when you're vaccinated, she said. And I was yeah. like, well, there's but something it, to that. I think it probably still prevents other things from right. spreading. that's what I think, too. Yeah, I didn't get a cold for over a year. It was awesome. Yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like keeping it on planes is great because it's gross in general being on yeah. a plane. Yeah. It'll be great when uh, fires start uh, making the air quality worse in L.A. Yeah, but... I, oh, I, don't I, say that. We've had no fires yet. It's been so great. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. 
You're like, I'm a Californian. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't talk about it, it doesn't come, is what I've heard. Ah, yes. See, I don't want to speak it into existence. Right. We just got to stop talking about climate change and then it won't happen. Oh, we've cracked it. Yeah. Last year, the fires were insane. Like, it was like a pandemic and fire. It was too much. Yeah. Yeah. What a dumpster pandemic. Yeah, we did, man. We did. Um, Have you, what are you looking forward to these days, Latif? I'm looking forward to getting uh, a renewed focus on what I have to do. You know, I feel like now that COVID's over and like there's a light at the end of the tunnel and things are open. I mean, COVID's not over, but you know what I mean? Like the lockdowns are opening. Right. Spots are, I'm starting to do shows again. So I feel like, all right, now I'm looking forward to really just being disciplined on the writing and the things I need to do because it's so easy to not do those things. It's mm-hmm. so easy yeah. just to be like, oh, two days went by, I didn't write anything. Two days of, went by I didn't do this and then because it's a game of compound interest we're all playing you know oh I didn't yeah. I, I recorded the podcast but I didn't make a clip of it for YouTube or I didn't make uh, the good yeah. thumbnails God so damn it. I, you're reminding me I have to do so much work now it is, <laughs> it's it's honestly like I there's so many times where I feel overwhelmed by it and I'm sure you guys do too it's like mm-hmm. this long list of small tasks that don't seem to be that important yeah but at the end of the month, 30 days of doing those small tasks, just like working out, it really pays off. Yeah, it adds up. Son Absolutely. Bitch. I know, right. you guys, <laughs> you got to write, you got to clip, you got a thumbnail, and... Latif, you son of a gun, you're right. <laughs> uh, well, Latif, thank you so much for coming on the pod. This was really fun. Yeah, you, thanks for being here. It was super we, fun, yeah. Can we plug, uh, plug some stuff where your podcast and where people can find you online? Yeah, check out the It's Show Business podcast. Uh, it's yes. available on all the platforms. Uh, me, I'm Latif Tayor. I'll spell it because you need it. Uh, L-A-T-I-F-T-A-Y-O-U-R. That's my handle on all the mm-hmm. stuff. Socials. We'll tag you and everything. Tag so me, I'm... follow me. Yeah. And uh, it was great seeing you. I'd love to have you guys over on my podcast. We can hang out. I don't know if you guys sure. have a thing where you want to do it separately or together. But uh, I'll... Sep- oh, both. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do one so separate now, uh, and one together. That's yeah. co- a three yeah. episodes. We'll just do a week of you guys. Yeah, yeah there you yeah, go. And, it's, a, it's an arc. Yeah, and I have to say, I do love, I've always loved your artwork on your pod, too. I thought it was oh, yeah. really oh, well you. done. And Eddie Malden. So. Yeah, shout out to Eddie Malden. And um, previously, on early on, oh, your Jackson buddy Wingate. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Jackson Wingate. Really and, good yeah, art. Check artwork. out Blood Farm, t- the Tumblr Blood Farm. <laughs> <laughs> He's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's wild. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you, Latif, and um, uh, people should go see your, sh- your shows. At oh the yeah, Nightcap, man. yeah, of course. Thank you for being a better promo guy Nightcap than me on, in your uh, bank. Yeah, Latif and friends every Wednesday. So um, if you want to DM me, I'll put you on the list. Come hang with us, and uh, it's a great show. We have Very cool. Luke coming on soon, Whoa. Stuart coming Tell on me. soon, Whoa. and right. uh, we'll separate you guys so it's not too much of. We'll, no, we'll do one together and one separate. As well. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> you need to be my manager. You you get amazing dates, and then yes. uh, yeah, come see the show. It's a great time. You'll love it. Very cool. Um, and uh, hopefully next time we see you in person, Latif. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, right, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye.